Hey, what if I told you you could literally slash the amount of inventory you carry and grow your sales? And in fact, you might even be able to double your sales or triple your sales. It sounds sketchy, but honestly, you can do it. And today, my guest is going to tell you exactly how she did it, and you are going to hear in her voice how relieved and excited she is. So buckle up. This is going to be a good one. We'll tell you all about how she made it happen on the inside. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey gang, welcome back. You're going to love this episode because listen, when is the last time that somebody gave you permission to cut your expenses greatly, like slash your inventory, and you were able to more than double your sales? When's the last time that happened? It's crazy, right? But it's so true. And I have I have an inner circle member with me. Her name is Alexandra Papello. She is the founder and owner of Mama Roos, and she's a great story to tell. And it's going to give you the confidence to make some big decisions in uh, in your business. And I want you to just hear her voice, hear how confident she sounds in her business. I'm going to ask her to tell you a little bit about her journey so that you can, it'll be relatable to you, I think. So Alex, I just love having you in the inner circle. Can you can you say hi to everyone and just just give everybody like a brief history of how you got to where you were when we jumped on that call and talked about your inventory and sales. Let's hear it. Yeah. So hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be in the inner circle. I really love being there. Like you said, I shop Mama and Roos named after my son. And currently I sell ethically made vegan baby carriers and wraps, but it's sort of been like a long journey. As I could tell you a, a synopsis of that. I started by teaching childbirth classes uh, in 2018. My son was just a few months old and I was working another job full time. I also was a, a birth doula in that time. A year later, I added e-commerce products. I was going to create my own line. I ran out of money. I was laid off. And so then I I leaned into the retail store and we decided to just lean into it um, really hard in that time into the supporting products for that original product I wanted to do. And by the end of 2019, I had added even more products. So I had all these product lines. I I had breast pumps, parts, baby carriers, lactation supplements. I had diapers. I had had pacifiers, toys, tons of stuff. Um, Things. Yeah, all of the things. Um, and then, you know, the pandemic made things made things really challenging, but I still kept going. I had my best month ever in April 2020, and then things were going down. And I didn't really know what to do, you know, by, by quarter four. And there were actually technical issues, and I didn't know that at the time. So one of the reasons I didn't do that well in quarter four is because my website was not working. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, I think that happens to us. We don't know. Yeah. We think it's us. Yeah, I was like, this is me, I'm horrible, you know, yeah. but it, yeah, but, you know, so I, I had been working so, so hard, um, and, 
it was, it was constant and, and my son wasn't a good sleeper. And so I wasn't like the person who was like, put him to bed at seven and work for three hours and, you know, and then wake up at five and work. Like that wasn't how it was for me. That wasn't possible. And so by the end of 2020, I was having a breakdown. Um, <laughs> you were worn out. Yeah. 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 Now let's roll it back a little bit because I'm not sure that uh, you actually said what the product was that you were developing. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was a so it was a custom uh, supplement uh, for breastfeeding parents, right? Which comes with a lot of steps you have to go through to make that happen. But you really you really broaden your interest from your original concept, and I, it sounds like it was based on a need to sell more. And yeah. and for most of us, when we think about well, I need to sell more. It's what else can I sell rather than how can I sell more what, what I have? So, so I get that. And so by the end of 2020, you still had a significant, like decent sales. You were a little bit over six figures, but you were feeling defeated. And I actually remember a post that you uh, wrote in the inner circle, kind of feeling like that even though I'm able to make sales, I'm, I don't feel successful and I don't feel like this business is going anywhere. And I, I don't think you put the breakdown part in there, but yeah, <laughs> we can feel your pain. And so, uh, so what people might know is that I do a few strategy calls every month. I only do it one day a month and, uh, and your name popped up on my list, people that I was going to have a call with. And I was excited to see that because I feel like I felt like you, you do a lot of things really well and you have a lot of skills right? Like you're really good at figuring stuff out. I would say you are a natural problem solver, which is I think one of the best skills you can have as an e-commerce store owner. But you you gave yourself permission to book a call. It's not cheap to book a call. And what what like what what got you to there? Like what got you to the place where you just really thought that you needed to book a call? And what was the problem really that you wanted to solve? Yeah. So, um, you know, I just, um, I, I was my, when my husband asked me what I wanted for Christmas, I said, I just want this business to work. And he, <laughs> and, and he was, and I had told him about you and how you did calls and how I was in the group and I learned a lot. And he said, well, do you want me to get that for you for Christmas? I said, no, I'm going to buy it myself. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, but I, but I just like, he was just like, if this will help you just do that. And so, and so, you know, he was, I mean, he was really worried about me. He was like, I see you like having these anxiety attacks over this. Like you just, just like yeah. go with What was the root of your anxiety? Was it just the cost of the inventory and juggling all those monkeys every day? Yeah, it was just overwhelming. I couldn't keep track. You know, I had, I had had products I'd ordered in that were new that were like, not even on the store for like, not, we're not talking like a week. We're talking like months. I'd be like, Oh yeah, I should have put that up. You know, like it, I couldn't, I couldn't manage it. And, and I felt like I was doing all this, but not getting the sales that I needed to have that. <laughs> so you wanted to avoid the embarrassment of getting a strategy call for Christmas. You bought your own strategy call and really what did you want to solve when you, when we got on that call, <laughs> Tell everybody what you wanted to solve because it's kind of well. I I was trying to remember what exactly I put because of course it's all in my mind. I wanted to know how to three times my revenue. I wanted to know how to make it easier, not feel like on the edge of a breakdown all the time. I wanted my husband to work for me. I wanted to feel like my business is actually viable. <laughs> like, yeah. 
you really wanted to know how you could make this business work for you instead of you being a slave to the business. So yeah. good. And so uh, we had our call. And, and take me back to the days uh, after that call, because on our call, we talked uh we talked about a lot of things, but but the the thing that I remember, I mean, this was six or seven months ago now. The thing that I remember more than anything was me saying to you, you got to get rid of, you know, most of this stuff. And when you do, you'll get clarity. Like you had so many things, like not that they were bad things or bad ideas. It was just that they were like kind of like they weren't serving the, the purpose, like we talked about this just before we jumped on the call, there was a little bit of this, there were the classes, there were the breast pump parts, there were the uh, toys, like the toys were important. And then there were the carriers and there was huge disparities in pricing for all of it and actually the way you would market those things. That was all really different. And so really the takeaway I think from the call was you have to you have to slash and burn. And here's when we looked at the data, here's where the money is. So tell everybody because after I got off that call, I'm like, well, this will be interesting to see what happens. But like you took it with a smile on your face, but like I, I might have probably if someone told me that I might have gone into a padded room and thrown myself around a little bit, like with some wailing. <laughs> Because you had a basement full of inventory. So tell everybody really what happened when you, the few days after the call, what happened? What'd you do? Yeah. So, so my initial reaction, I mean, there was so much to process, right? It was so much to think about. And I, I was definitely a little like kind of overwhelmed, not in a bad way though. Like it was like a good way, like sort of like shocked. And I, and I told you like before, like I, I, there was like a sense of relief, like that I don't have to do all of this. And in fact, it would be better if I didn't, you know, in the, in the, you know, it took a little bit of, you know, chatting with my husband and my friend who was really supportive, you know, and she was like, I don't know if you should get rid of all this stuff. My husband was like, I don't know, you sell a pump part every day, you know, at least. And I was like, no, like it's, it doesn't like, I, I just was like, no, I'm just going to do this. Like I, I need this. <laughs> you know, I need to not do So you felt like you had some clarity, even though it was super scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't, like who wants to get rid of something that's selling? Like that's not usually the the mandate. But you went ahead and what was shocking to me was how fast you did it. What did you decide to do first? Like what steps did you take? Can you walk us through what you really did? Because when it, when you decided to take action, holy moly, stuff happened. Yeah. And it's funny. I'm trying to remember that. I meant to look at my dinner. I'm trying to remember the day of the week that we spoke, but whatever it was like the next class that I taught was, it was like one of the last, so I had two sessions running at that time and one was about to end. So I knew I was going to end that within the next week or two. I wasn't worried about it. The other was only a couple weeks in and it was like that next session I met with them. We taught and before the class started, I had kind of put out some feelers to other teachers. Like, would you be able to do a class at this time? And I had like, all these people coming and I didn't say anything to my students, but by the end of the class, I was like, I am not going to do this anymore. And I emailed one of those people and I said, I want you to take my students. And I paid her to take them and I emailed them and I cried. I cried. I was like, I'm letting them down. I'm the worst. I'm terrible. And I never even got a reply. (laughs) So they're, they're fine. They were okay with it. It didn't matter. It It wasn't about you. It was about what they wanted from the the training. And those classes were natural childbirth Mm -hmm. classes. Yeah. And so you, you had a, you, you were brave enough, even though cash flow wasn't your strong point, 
back then. You were, you know, because you were financing all that inventory. You were brave enough just to say, I'm just going to rip this Band-Aid off. Lots of people would say, well, when this one's finished, I won't do it. But how many weeks were those? Were those like eight weeks or something? Mm -hmm. 12 weeks. 12 weeks. And so you knew if you freed yourself up right off the bat, you would feel better. So that's a really brave move. So first of all, you got rid of that cloud hanging over your head saying, I have to show up and teach these classes on Zoom. And I actually don't want to. And it's yeah. going to cost me money to get out of this, but I'm doing it. So that was step one. Then what happened? Um, then, so we had talked about, and so initially I, you know, you had said, we'll just put some things up on clearance every week. And so like I set up that email to do clearance every week and I thought about it and I thought about it and I was like, I will add more to clearance every week, but I'm going to do more than that. And I'm going to make it a month long sale. And I'm just going to add more to the sale every week, you know, as I, you know, as I get through things, so it makes it more manageable for me, but it's going to, I'm going to broadcast a month long sale. And when this month is over, whatever is left is being, that I told them that it's being donated. Right. And so, yeah, I was like, it's gone. Wow. So you set yourself a hard deadline. Mm -hmm. And so just in case we haven't been clear with everyone, what, what we talked about was that for you, the money and the, I like to think of it as a silo, like you want to build your business in a scalable silo. And and that for you was really going to be the carriers, that there was good margin in them, relatively exclusive. You couldn't find them all over the place and price check them like breast pump parts. There wasn't as much talking and back and forth and customer service in in that. And you didn't have to go on Zoom and teach anybody anything. And so what we talked about was that you were going to get rid of all the toys, all the breast pump parts. I believe you had some cloth diapers that you haven't mentioned because I do remember thinking, no, she's, she's got, she got a lot of stuff. <laughs> so all those things, instead of like making, like really torturing yourself with this stuff, which all lived in your house, you said hard deadline. I'm just going to do this in a month and it would be, I will be further ahead to take the rest of it in my car and donate it to somebody who can use it than to try and sell three of this and four of that for the rest of my life. Okay, I just want to give you like huge congratulations for doing that. Most people wouldn't do that because they'd say, oh, there's money there. I need to get it. And you valued your time and your headspace more than money. Okay, so you had a month-long sale and you sold a lot, right? Yeah, I did. And, and I wanted to mention too, so I, so I'm a reseller, right? So I have a lot of vendors and I actually, I went a step further even, and I did the month long sale, but I went back to my vendors. I contacted them all. And I said, will you take this stuff? Cause I'm not going to sell anything in this category anymore. And I did have a few who took it and I got several thousand dollars back. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And again, that was probably not that comfortable. No, no, <laughs> but I, yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Okay, so wow, I'm really impressed with you. I, I told you, you know, that I think that you're a great problem solver. I really do. So let's talk about how you like, did you do any advertising? Or was there any did you have to do some extra stuff in that um, month long period where you decided all this has got to go? What did you have to do to to really get rid of it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely did some advertising. The ads did okay. Um, but, you know, it was sort of the same problem I'd had before, right? I had so many product lines that a lot of times the ads weren't terribly successful because it was just too much 
you couldn't focus on one thing, but they did okay. They sold some, I spent some money on that and that was fine. I used my SMS list. I used my email list. I posted all the things, but to be honest, I, I, at that point, I was really, I was really at peace with a lot of it. I was like, if it doesn't all sell and I didn't sell all of it, but I still right. sold it. But like, if it doesn't all sell, it doesn't matter because that money is gone. It was spent. It, it's, it's already gone. And I want to spend my time doing other stuff. Such a good mindset that just because it's a thing sitting on your desk, it isn't money until you find a way to turn it into money. And if it takes you like months to get turned it into money, it, your time is worth more than that. So, so, so good. And so, so once you cleared out and donated the rest and shipped stuff back you had a pile of cash in the bank, which felt good. Then what did you do? How did you start messaging the fact that this business has changed significantly? Did you message it or did you just carry on? Tell me what you did. You know, I I felt like it feels like I didn't do all that much different, but I, you know, I, I changed, I guess I changed the messaging on the site. I took some things, I changed some wording. Some of my blog posts that were bringing me a lot of organic traffic, I took down because they weren't related anymore. And that hurt, but I did it, you know, it just, it was an emotional process, but a good process. I, I really just kept messaging in my SMS and my email and people responded. And I, and maybe, maybe this is related to a future question too, but I, I wanted to say that I was so afraid that I would lose a lot of people. I was so afraid of, of, I, cause I had this stuff for cross-selling. That was my vision. Um, and what, you know, <laughs> one of the things that happened was that people who had originally only bought like these $10, $20, came back and spent $100, $300 on carriers. You're kidding. They were interested in that category, but that's not what they were being shown and pushed, so they didn't buy it. Oh my gosh. Everybody needs to hear that. Can you just say that again? <laughs> yeah. So I had customers who were buying these little one-off things, these small, small things from my AOV. Um, and those when I got rid of those things, they came back and bought my higher AOV things that were my new focus. And they went from spending $20 to $100 to $300. Because when you have all this stuff, and I've talked about this before, that the, those of you, if this is you, you got to listen up. Because if you have four pages of stuff in a particular category, you are fooling yourself. If you think that people know all the things that you carry and they're making a decision and by the same token, if you're like Alexander was where you have all these different categories of products, even though they're all for the same customer, if you think everybody knows what you sell and they just are thinking, oh, when I want the $120 carrier, I'll go back there. Again, you're fooling yourself. Head on over to your Google Analytics, go to audience overview scroll uh, through the dates, get the whole year in your dates, and you go look at the average number of pages that people view. And it's not even close to the number of pages you have in your site. They These interactions are all kind of in a bubble. It takes a long time to develop those, you know, those relationships where people really do know how, what you sell and who you are and that you're vegan. Like you could, I bet you half your customers wouldn't even have a clue that you're vegan. And, and so it just goes back to that we sell what we, we decide what we want to sell. So good. So your site now is only carriers and they're not cheap. 
So good. Tell me about tell me about what happened once the you know all the activity and all the order shipping and all the ripping the band-aid off of that because you really did it in about a month. Tell me what happened. Like what were you thinking would happen after that? Were you worried or did you just think, okay, this is gonna work? But once you were left with you and your carriers, your basement was kind of cleaned out. What happened? Yeah. So I mean I I was, I was scared, but I, I, I felt like this was the only like choice I could do. Like at this point, once you put that idea in my head, I was like, I can't, I, I have, I'm just going to do this. But I was scared that I'd lose a lot of those customers and that, you know, a lot of people come back. I was scared to lose the organic traffic because I had to take away some high organic, you know, traffic pages. You know, I thought that my sales would, would be up from the sale, but they go down and I had sort of resigned myself to that. I would build back up and that I would, I would be okay with that. Right. But but what happened was, you know, the, the month of the sale, that was my, my best month since my previous best month, which at that point was like nine months prior. Okay. So like I had, I mean, things had been going down and I was back to a five figure month, which was great. And then the month after I did almost triple the sales, um, triple mm-hmm. So you sold things that you just weren't hardly ever selling before. Yeah. And, and that was about six months ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's happened since then? Yeah. So it just, it just keeps growing. I mean, you know, things are doing better. I, I just, I just went away on a trip again. I didn't expect much. I just like, I have to go on this trip. I will prep as best as I can. I had my best week ever. I had my best day ever while I was away and it's, it feels good. I, I feel like I can hit some really big goals now. Yeah. Like what you told me before we jumped on that your, your assistant said the sales that you could do in the fall would be like what lots of people would be happy to do in a year, like six figure month. That is amazing. Congratulations. And so, so (laughs) gosh, I don't even know where to start, but, but I guess what I'm going to ask you is that your marketing from, you know, the store that had all these products to the store that was really going deep and becoming a specialist in this one category. What changed? And I, I didn't prep you with this question, but what changed in your marketing? Did anything really change? I mean, I mean, the biggest change was that I was only putting pictures of carriers and I was only talking to that. But it's funny because I, I thought, let me just keep the same audience. And the same audiences really were working because it was that it was the right group. I just wanted to, I just needed to send them to the right product. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I started focusing on that and I was able to do, create more tutorial content and blog content still behind on that writing is a strong suit of mine. And I'm still not spending the time on it that I should considering that's a skill set of mine, but it's, it's feeling easier to think like, what, what do they need? What can I provide and, and keep it in there? How can you keep serving them? Mm-hmm. And, and instead of serving them with how much was a breast pump part? It was $8.99. So how can I uh, serve them with an $8.99 part? Now it's a $150 carrier, how I'm serving them. So good. What about inventory? What about cash flow and inventory? Tell me about that. Yeah. So I'm getting more cash flow because I'm, I'm taking it, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking money for myself. I did actually justify for Shopify capital. I just had the confidence to do that because I have, really big goals for the fall. And I want, I want more inventory. I want more here. And so I'm filling products in and I'm, you know, I'm just sort of showcasing what I have and having more available to sell. 
Yeah. And do you feel that simplifying by getting rid of so many vendors and sticking with, you know, just this tighter group of vendors, did this, and I mean, obviously you're turning that inventory faster. How much, like how much of a relief was that to you to think, okay, now I don't have, you know, a list of 40 some vendors. I'm not walking by stuff that's never listed on the store. Like how, what changed in your business once you did that? Or what changed for you once you did that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think just, I think just a lot of confidence really in that, like, it's not, I mean, inventory is still scary. It's always scary. It's scary when it's in your basement. I'm a minimalist at heart. So like when I look at like, oh, more boxes came today, there's still the, there's still the panic because I don't like having all this stuff, but um, I, it's nice to be able to go, I am going to order this product line today. I'm going to look at that. And when I'm done, I'm done with it. I don't, you know, like I know that I will be able to order the rest next time I sit down and do it. It's not that I know I'll have a thousand things. And then I, and then my, my assistant, right. That I hired now, I know I have confidence that when I do order something new, she will take care of it. Uh, it'll get listed. It'll get a great product description. Oh, so good. So let's back up to what you recently posted in the group that you had, you were on vacation, you were camping, you didn't have uh, Wi-Fi. And in fact, you had to like walk a long way <laughs> to even get uh, cell reception. It's hilarious. And yet you managed to have your best day ever. And so can you share with everybody, well, how did you set yourself up for that? What did you do when you were prepping for that vacation? Because, you know, we'll all want to know. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I really committed to a full event. I really was like a black Friday style event. I used some of the stuff from like the flash sale, but I, I was like, this is going to be an event and I'm going to plan everything ahead of time. God bless scheduling, you know, and, and, you know, there were things I could have improved, but I started maybe like three weeks prior in my email. I just put a note at the bottom. We will be away for this time. Nothing will ship during this time. And then well, along with that, it, I made a page for July 4th shipping deadlines because I do have customers who want it now. Not everybody has one who need things overnight, but I do get a lot of customers who want it overnighted. And that was not going to be possible for July 4th. So that was sort of how I started. I planted that seed. It was at the bottom of things. I did on um, a July 4th shipping deadline SMS. And, and in that link, it also included that we'll be away. We won't be shipping during X time. And then, you know, and I really just push that messaging. We will be away. Order before we're away. Order before we're away. And I didn't say anything about the sale I was planning. I, I really, cause I, cause I do have some people who buy while they're pregnant and I, you know, I wanted to encourage them to just order while it was on their yeah. mind. Right. So a couple days before I, I think it was like maybe three days before I, I said like a, a teaser, something's coming, take a look. Oh, a week before I introduced them to my assistant who was going to do customer service. I did a live with her. That was nice. Oh, um, yeah. And, and then two days before I scheduled a live for the day before the sale. Um, and in that schedule, I said, Hey, we have a sale coming. And I did like a little post, I think that day before that there was a sale and on the live, I said, Hey, so you've got a choice. If you order before noon tomorrow, we'll ship it before we leave. If you order afternoon tomorrow, you will get an automatic 20% off code. Amazing. And no, it won't ship until after we get back, but you, but thank you. I mean, that's your, that's my thank you to you for waiting. Ah. Um, yeah. And so that's sort of how I presented that. Um, that day to start the sale was an amazing sales day. It was really good. Tons of people ordering before. And then there was like an hour 
And then the people coming in to survive for the sale. So good because you actually got the people who don't care about the discount. They just want what they want when they want it. And so you got all those full price sales. And then you had this uh, amazing sale for the people who were kind of on the fence about whether they will buy that 20%, which is huge at your price point. That would be, that would be enough to take them from, well, I might buy it to, oh, I'm buying it before that sale's over. And how long did you offer the 20% for? So it was from that, like from like noon on June 30th through July 8th. So it's a a little more than a week. Yeah. And so it must've killed you that you had to, like, you couldn't get Wi-Fi because I'd find myself walking to where I could get reception to take, to check my sales all the time. We had to like drive like 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't even call like my assistant. Like it was like intermittent. I'd be like, oh, look, I have some service. Let me like see if I can like message her and see how it's going. (laughs) Because it's so exciting. You're totally best week ever. And then you can't even get like regular updates. I guess it did train you to like, you know, just chill and and have yeah. a vacation. So good. So listen, uh, so do you have uh, any advice? Like, you know, this couldn't have gone better for you, really. And one of the things you said to me before we started recording was that you finally feel successful. And that's the best thing that you could ever say to me, because I know how hard it is to feel successful. Because nobody sees all the things like on the outside when they see, you know, you did have a six figure store and for lots of people that would make them feel successful, but they don't see all the things going on behind the scenes that make it hard and the worries and the burdens. And, and so to, to hear you say that your sales are going to be like probably three or four times what they were a year ago and you feel successful like that is just the best outcome uh, that I could ever imagine. So for those people who are where you are, they are getting some sales, but they just feel like, you know, they're on the verge of a breakdown all the time. Like I, my, the way I describe it is spinning out of control. I feel like I could, this could all spin out of control anytime. I have a friend who says it feels like I'm standing on the edge of a cliff. Like it's that feeling that, you know, one wrong move, man, and this is all in the toilet. <laughs> So what advice do you have for somebody who's like that? Yeah, you know, I I would say that I I want you, you know, I can't get no one can give you permission, but I want you to give yourself permission to do what it takes to to alleviate that. And you know, you know, for me, you know, one thing was was is hiring the childcare at the preschool that was expensive, but it was the one that I wanted. And I didn't know that it made sense, but I did that, you know, so I could have my time. And um, you know, I I hired I hired my friend who was so supportive who agreed to be my assistant. And that has taken so much off of my plate. I, you know, by I just all of these things, you know, if you can't remember all the things in your store, I would talk to people and I would forget products that I carried in my store when I spoke to them. Like it was too much. I couldn't even, nobody knew what I sold. Nobody, you know, I I started listing things off and they, you know, so if that's you, like pick the thing that you love and that, you know, ideally sells for you. But, you know, I had two things that sold for me and I had to choose which made the most sense. And so, but pick that thing and don't be afraid to do that because once you're there, like once I got there, I realized, oh my gosh, like there's so much more I could do better here that I wasn't even like my brain didn't have the room for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then suddenly I was like, oh my goodness, I could. And it really was like, I can serve them better. I can give them more of what they want because 
I now can think about what they want. Yeah. So give yourself permission. Yeah. And trust yourself in the same in the same vein, right? Is that not only do you have to say it's going to be okay, but then you have to trust yourself that you've figured out lots of hard things before you will figure out this too. And what I, what I say to myself, and I told you that in that call, cause I wanted you to really understand my mindset. Like I, like in that prep is that like, what I say to myself is I am my own best bet. Nobody, nobody, you know, why should I invest in, you know, because we all, we invest in other people. You need to, to invest in yourself. There is, there is no one else, but you, you are the only you and you are your own best bet. You are worth taking those risks on. It was a really big risk to do this, to, yeah. to talk to you, to like do other stuff, but it was worth it because I trusted my, that I was going to make a decision. Yeah. For myself. Good job. And, and understand that where you're going, it's really just a big problem to solve and you do it in small steps and you were particularly fast at it. So good. <laughs> so so the other thing I just wanted to to have you share with people is that one of the other things we talked about in your call was getting you compensated, you being able to take some take a paycheck. And I know that that you had it was kind of traumatic for you because you lost your job. And that had uh, that really kind of killed the dream of these supplements that you were uh, that you were building. And I think also that that you lost your health insurance too at the same time. And so all of that was kind of weighing on you that you really wanted to make sure that this business would be viable and pay you well and cover your health insurance needs and just the basic needs of your family. And so you did, I don't remember, you know, saying you have to do this, but you've done some really good work on the back end of your your business as far as getting some help with your overall financial picture. And I think that it's really valuable for people to know because everybody has some sort of goal, even if it's not the same as yours, and how you found that help and how you've communicated the outcome you want. That was really smart. You shared this with me before, but I think people need to hear, hear this. So can you share it with everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. So a big, you know, big change for me, you know, when I, when I talked with you, Susan, I, I was, you know, I was like, well, I, I know what I want to, to have, but I don't know what these numbers are telling me. And I don't know what numbers to get to, to get that. And you would encourage me find, you know, find an accountant who is willing to be like a strategy person for you and meet with you monthly. And that, you know, that for me is really helpful because seeing that goal, then I, then I have something to, to work too. And so I posted in our local, our local business group, like for, for my area and asking for, for accountant recommendations. I talked to several people. I tend to, to only work with women when possible. And I, you know, and I found, I found a company where they spoke to me and they said, well, you know, quarterly planning is a, is a part of things. And I said, well, what if I want to meet monthly? And what if I want to do more than that? And they said, oh, of course you can come as much as you want and we'll do whatever strategizing you want. And that's all included in your, in your package. And I said, great uh, so and it's been it's been a, it's been a dream <laughs> yeah, tell everybody so you just said listen I need to make a hundred thousand dollars a year ultimately I know I can't start there I need to have medical insurance and then you have one other long-term goal yeah well I want I'm not sure if they're talking about the same thing I wanted I wanted the money for my 401k that was part of it too yeah. um and I um I'm not sure, I'm not sure what you're going to talk about. The the seven figure goal? That one? Well, no, the goal of your husband joining the business. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> I, I, have, I have 
many goals. Add a girl. But yes, my husband working for me, that was, that was super, super important. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And so she, she made me that, that spreadsheet. She said, this is what we need. And then, and it's great because I'm not that far from it right now. And she even added, you know, she added, you know, I asked her, you know, what if I had, you know, a warehouse and what if I had another employee and what would that look like? And we, she just like took all that money out and said, this is, this is what you need and we'll change it as you need. And it's, um, it was just really nice. Yeah. So good. And so guys, what you want to do when you're working with a financial professional, I mean, honestly, anybody can get someone to file your taxes. That's really not what the value in working with a financial professional is. What you want to do is say, here's what I want, just like Alexandra did. So she knew exactly what she wanted. And then she said, here's what I have right now. What does this business have to look like? Like what sales number do I have to achieve? And I'm sure there were other things that she gave you, but what does it have to look like in order for me to be able to get those uh, the, those results, like to get that outcome? And I think what it does, certainly what it does for me is it allows me to see my progress and gives me something to focus on and work towards. What did it do for you? Was it kind of motivating for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I told you before I was, I went to her and I was like, am I, am I making money? And she was like, oh, I mean, I mean, you're profitable. Like, I don't, what are you concerned about? You know, it's just like very matter of fact, like, you know, don't you, but I didn't, I didn't know what it said, you know, and I just, just to see that and just like to hear that confidence from somebody who knows the numbers, like you're doing great. And like, you're going to hit this very soon. And I don't see any problems with it. And, you know, if you want to change something, we'll come back. And it, it just, it made me feel like that, that just again, like just more confidence. Like that's what, you know, that's one thing I've learned too, is like adding other people. It feels very scary, but like when you have other knowledgeable people who are supporting you, then it, you feel better because you know, you've got really great people who are on your team and it's just yeah. like, they, they want you to do well. Right. And that, yeah. that means something. Yeah. If, if you're successful, they feel successful. And uh, so free isn't always better, right? Or the lowest cost isn't always better. But that's a lesson that we all learn over time. But you've really shifted what you value in your business in the last year, for sure. So, so here's last question. Thank you for sharing all that you've shared. But can you share one more thing? If I had a conversation with you in the next year, what would have changed in your business? What's going to happen in the next year? Yeah. You know, I, I think, I, you know, I think a year from now I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing just a lot, a lot, a lot better in terms of, of the sales. I think that I'm going to have a lot of systems dialed in. I think I'm going to have, you know, probably a couple more people on my team. And I think I'm going to be a seven figure store. Now, if I don't hit it, okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not freaking out. I don't need that to hit my goal. But oh, great point. You don't, that's a vanity number, seven figures. Good point. Mm -hmm. You don't need it to hit your goal. That's great. Okay. But that's in the plan. Mm -hmm. And what else is in the plan? Any like changes? Are you, is the warehouse in the plan in the next year? The husband leaving his job? All of that here? Yeah. So I, I mean, I expect within, um, you know, if things continue, maybe within the next couple of months, my husband will come and work for me. He's going to do like warehouse stuff full time. We probably are going to have a space, you know, either a space or fulfillment. It, I, I won't be able to hold, I can't hold much more down here. It's going to have to be a space. It's going to have to be, you know, some, some help uh, in some way with that. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really great. Oh, listen, I want to thank you. I, I want to talk to you for sure in a year. 
hopefully before that, and and see what's happened in your business. Because just listening to you is going to help a lot of people get some clarity on uh, what their next steps are, and and just be brave and take bold action and figure out that you know they're smart people. They've gotten this far. They can take the next step, and that they it's actually it's actually yours to go get. Yeah, right. I mean, I I mean, the teller is that, you know, you sending your big sorry letter to all the people in your class and nobody even responding because they actually cared way more than they did. (laughs) And that's the way it is, right? You get to decide what you do with this business. So proud of you. Thank you so much. Now, where can people see you? You have a great website. Thank you. So mama-roo.com is our site. Um, and then we're also Mama and Roos on Facebook and Instagram. And we're on YouTube and all the other. You're on YouTube too. I am, yeah. You're I use the YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, I use that um, and I put it in my blog. Good stuff. Okay, so we gotta talk. When you're when you're at the seven figures and you wanna know what's next, I want you to call me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. I'll see you back in the group. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.